0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American Pool. Table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.
1: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett.
2: Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, January the 31st. We've got news on a new Gillingham manager coming up. Plus, find out which. Kent MP has their sights on number 10. But first, there are calls today for more to be done to stop violence from breaking out in Ramsgate late at night. Some people living there say the town becomes lawless after dark and urgent measures are needed to bring things back under control. In fact, more than 100 people have signed an online petition calling for action. Recently, seven were assaulted near Military Road while a large fight was filmed on Harbour Street back in October. Where well, the petition says there should be a review of late night licenses and that's where pubs and other venues can stay open into the early hours. So we've been speaking to Philip Thorley from Thorley Taverns, which has venues across Thanet, including in Ramsgate, where they run the Royal, the Oak Hotel, and the Queen's Head by the Marina. Philip has been chatting to Jamie.
3: I think that police need to look at the incidents, and I think the council needs to look into them and see were they customers, were they actually people who came out of venues, or were they people who were just milling around on the seafront. Um, sadly, that's uh, something which has become more and more prevalent. Is that Um, We turn away people that we don't want, and I'm sure other bars and venues turn away people they don't want. Uh, And so therefore, you've you've really got to say, are they customers or are they just unwanted people who are hanging around on the seafront? We have a duty of care for our own customers. We have to look after our curtilage, which is the immediate area outside of our venues. But we can't go beyond that, Jamie, to be honest.
2: And, you know, turning uh, people away on the door customers uh, or people that you don't want in as customers does that cause problems for your staff uh,
3: look look it can do but all of the door stewards are are, are registered sia um, and it's something that we've always had to contend with you know it's it's no different now than it was 30 40 years ago um uh, however what probably what there is more of now is people turning up who, who, who are not customers of any of the bars or venues, uh, and looking to cause trouble. Now, they're, they're not the people who have been elsewhere and maybe had one too many, and you think, actually, no, I'm sorry, you're not gonna come into our venue tonight. Uh, these are people who are just hell bent on causing a bit of mayhem. Um, uh, uh, and it seems to be more prevalent extremely late at night. And I'm talking about after venues have shut. We have registered doormen. Uh, we've obviously got CCTV outside of our venues. Uh, we've got direct control with the council on the on the CCTV, uh, and obviously the, the the last resort. Or you know, if, if you feel as though something is brewing, you can phone the police. Um, now you know, to be perfectly honest, with with our venues, we haven't had uh, outside of our venues, as far as I'm aware, any any really nasty incidents. But they have been on on Ramsgate Seafront, and they've been in the town centre after venues have shut. Um, so, you know, if something's happening way up the road, I don't think that the venues can be in control of that. Um, however, we definitely do communicate with CCTV and the police. Uh, if there are incidents outside venues.
2: Well, South Thanet MP Craig McKinley admits he's also increasingly concerned about the late-night violence, which he says appears to be escalating. He's told us he's had discussions with Ramsgate Town Council and adds that local residents are regularly in touch to express their anxieties. Thanet Council say they're aware of reports and carry out proactive work to identify, deter and deal with those responsible. And District Commander for Thanet, Chief Inspector Matthew Smith, says the force is also aware of the impact antisocial behaviour can have on residents, he adds that officers continually carry out proactive work to identify anyone responsible. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and footage at Kent Online shows the moment a stolen Land Rover crashed in Dartford after allegedly failing to stop the police. The vehicle collided with a bollard and parked cars by KFC in the entrance to Priory Shopping Centre in Lowfield Street last night. A man in his 30s was treated by paramedics before being arrested. A maidstone mum who abused her baby son so badly that he needed both of his legs amputated has applied for day release from prison. Jodie Simpson and her partner Anthony Smith were both sentenced to 10 years in jail for abusing Tony Hudgel, who was just six weeks old at the time. The application means she could be freed as early as August. Tony's adoptive mum, Paula, has called her a monster. A person's been taken to hospital after a fire broke out at a house in Chatham. Around 30 firefighters were called to a property in Woodlands yesterday evening. Neighbouring homes had to be evacuated because of of gas cylinders being stored in the garage. Well, We're told the fires caused structural damage after spreading to a bedroom and roof space and another person was also treated for the effects of breathing in smoke. Two men have been arrested after cannabis factories were discovered in Ashford and Tunbridge. Around 300 plants were found being grown at an outbuilding in Appledore while officers also raided a property in Five Oak Green. A woman in her 60s has died in hospital following a crash near Dartford. She suffered Serious injuries when a car and van collided on the A20 London Road in Farningham 12 days ago. The other driver was also taken to hospital but has since been discharged. Investigators are urging any witnesses or anyone with dash cam footage to come forward. The Kent Online Podcast with in Maidstone. Politics news for you now and Dragon's Den star Deborah Meaden is backing Kent's Tom Tugendhat as a future Prime Minister. The Tunbridge and Morling MP says he would stand in a leadership contest if Boris Johnson is forced out over the Downing Street lockdown party scandal. He's currently fourth favourite to take over behind Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss and Jeremy Hunt. While well, Mr Johnson and his team have been going through the Sue Gray report after it was delivered to number 10 earlier today, head to Kent Online for details on what the PM's had to say about it in this afternoon in the commons This will also be the topic of conversation on The Lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight. You can watch the programme there and on KMTV from six. Elsewhere, the Kent Online podcast has been told how the no jab, no job policy has left the social care sector struggling to cope. It's been more than two months since the rules were brought in for people who work in care homes. Well, I've been speaking to Nadra Ahmed, who's chair of the Medway-based National Care Association, to get a real idea of the impact it having?
0: We can see real pressures now. There are pressure points in home care as well as in care homes. In care homes, we know that people have shut down some of their beds. Uh, They can't take people out of the NHS into discharge beds anymore. And in home care, we know that there are some people who are not getting the level uh, of need that they should be getting. uh, The services are not able to cope with it they may not be getting their call at the times there might be delays so it's actually not looking like a very nice picture out there.
2: Really concerning I mean obviously for, for elderly people who need as you say someone to go into their home or if they're waiting to get out of hospital and go into a care home do you have any idea on numbers as far as staff Shortages are concerned, or is it quite difficult to to put a figure on it at the moment?
0: Well, I mean, nationally, we know that we haven't really moved very much from the hundred and ten thousand vacancies. We know we lost forty thousand um, to the no jab, no job as well. The enormous worry here is, of course, vulnerable people who need care and support um, are going to be looking down the barrel of a gun because where where do we get the people to deliver that service?
2: Are you hearing from families at all? I mean, some must be incredibly concerned if they know that an elderly relative who perhaps they don't live very near to isn't getting the support that they'd hoped they would be getting.
0: Um, uh, we do. We get them periodically. Um, as an association, sometimes people think that talking to us might help them uh, in some way. Uh, and it's quite it's quite heartbreaking when we there's not much we can do about it. But, you know, so I had a lady recently on the phone who lives in Manchester Um, And her mum was in Sheffield and she was saying, I'm really, really worried because, you know, I'm not sure that she's uh, getting the calls when she needs to get them. You know, people are waiting to be put to bed later than they would want to be put to bed. I've also know um, in in Kent, um, I know somebody who's been discharged out of a stroke unit um, with no care package. Um, those are really worrying things you know elderly folk who still need some support but because we haven't got a package available we we just discharge them back into their own home on the assumption that families will look after them and I think that's a worry. I was completely shocked when I heard uh, that this person was going to be discharged out of the stroke unit with no care package um, and would be living at home um, on her own and it is the family that are actually trying to support her Um, so she needs to go upstairs to bed so the Risk of her going up those stairs on her own um, without anyone there to support her uh, is it, really worrying. You know, these people who are fiercely independent think they can manage because family will come in and support. Family are working, you know, they have their own pressures as well at this moment in time. People can't afford not to work because of the economic climate out there. Um, so I think we are we are looking uh, at some at some enormous challenges because social care cannot support people as well as it should be able to, uh, and the reason for that is years of neglect from both local and central government.
2: Shortly after today's podcast was recorded, the Health Secretary was expected to confirm a U-turn on plans to force all health workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Ministers have been reconsidering the mandate, which was due to apply to all NHS staff in England from June. Normal services are resuming on the trains across Kent today. There's been a reduced timetable in place this month, while Southeastern dealt with a number of staff absences because of COVID, many communities are now returning to the office after work from home guidance was lifted. Ferry firm DFDS says no decision's been made yet about the future of freight services between Sheerness and Calais. It was put on pause earlier this month because of operational difficulties and French media claim it's been scrapped but the company say they're still in talks with partners involved in running the service about whether a solution can be found.
1: Kent Online reports.
2: Now it's feared Canterbury's ring road will not be able to cope if plans for thousands of new homes in the city are approved. Developers want to build 4000 properties as part of the Mountfield Park estate to the south but hundreds of residents have warned the existing green gridlock will become worse unless at least one new railway station is built. Meantime, work's due to start on a controversial new housing estate in Ashford after plans were given the go-ahead. 725 homes are going to be built at Conningbrook Park, despite more than 1,000 objections. There'll also be a new primary school, bowls club and community centre, along with a footbridge over the railway line. Now the boss of a Kent shellfish operator has told the Kent Online podcast that people have lost all faith in local produce. Graham West runs West Welks in Whitstable and he believes a number of sewage leaks into the sea by southern water could lead to someone being poisoned by local seafood if action isn't taken. You may remember that southern water were fined £90 million last summer for almost 7,000 sewage spillages. Well here's what Graham's had to say.
1: We've got a major- issue with southern water. Uh, The whole of the fishing industry got a major major issue with southern water. Um, They are polluting the sea and they will not communicate with us. Even though my purification tanks will make oysters which are unfit for human consumption, fit for human consumption there is a line where you have to start at, which is category B, which is a certain amount of contamination. We do not know at any time whether the waters are a category C, which means we're not allowed to touch them. Um, in the past we've had oysters, we've brought oysters in locally and we've put them straight back out to sea again because we've been told five days later that they've dumped tons and tons and tons of ore sewage without any communication with us at all. It's got to the stage now where we cannot run a business using local oysters because the public do not want to buy local oysters. So now I import oysters from Ireland and Jersey and sell them to the local restaurants. Yeah, Financially, is quite catastrophic because I can buy an oyster locally, I can purify that oyster. If I buy the same oysters from a, from away, they cost me between 20 and 27 pence extra. Uh, oyster, And then if I don't sell them within X amount of days to the, the restaurants, then they're dead, they're gone. So last week I lost 600 oysters out of the 1,200 I bought. Whereas in the past they would stay in my tanks, those 600 oysters will go into next week's. Um, we've just lost credibility, the whole town, Whitsville's got PGI status which is Protected ge- Geographic and Nation, which means the same as Cornish pasties, melt on mud with pork pies. We've got oysters, but we can't sell them because no one wants to buy them because wits are always polluted.
2: Well, results released last week by the Environment Agency now show that bathing waters in the southeast have achieved their highest ever ratings. Plans have emerged for a new multi-million pound leisure centre in North Kent to replace Cascades. A report says the current building in Gravesend is ageing and it's being suggested £34 million is spent on a new facility. It would include an eight-lane swimming pool, teaching pool and three studios, along with a gym, squash courts and sports. Hall and it could open in spring 2024. Some weather news for you and flood alerts are in force along most of the Kent coast today as storm Corrie brings strong winds. Areas near the rivers in Dartford, Gravesend and Medway could also be affected. There's been severe disruption in other parts of the UK, which you may have heard about over the weekend, following back-to-back storms. And ABC by Gale has made it four weeks at number one on the top 40 on our sister radio station, KMFM. Adele's Oh My God is still second, with Sacrifice by the weekend climbing three places to reach number three. Alex and Numi will be back from four on Sunday.
1: Kent Online Sports.
2: Football and Gillingham have named their new manager. It comes after a shocking 7-2 thrashing by Oxford United at the weekend. Well, joining me now is our Jills reporter, Luke Cordell. So, Neil Harris is the new man at the helm, Luke.
4: Yes, it's been three weeks since Steve Evans departed Gillingham and um, it's been three long weeks really for the club um, since Evans' departure. They haven't won a game and they haven't actually won a game since uh, the middle of October, so... The new man, Neil Harris, has got a mighty task on his hands, really, to to turn this around. Gillingham with 10 points from safety, second from bottom. Like I say, they haven't won in, in so long. I think it's 17 games now in all competitions without a win. So he has a huge task on his hands to turn this around. But perhaps he's the man to do it. He's... Um, a well-known character in the sort of lower leagues he played a season for Gillingham um 2005 06 um scored lots of goals for for Millwall i think he's their leading um scorer in their history um and and he comes to a club that that really need help um i'm sure the players will will see who's come in and and know that he's a name and They should respond, really. If they're not going to respond to him, then I don't know who they will at this level.
2: And he'll be straight into action tomorrow night against fellow strugglers' crew, Alexandra. How important will it be to get off to a winning start?
4: Both inside the bottom four. It's a game Gillingham really can't afford to lose. Um, They can't really afford to draw it, to be honest. They need to win it. And even if they win it, it might still be too late. But um, there's a chance, mathematically, there's a a good chance that they can get out of it. But they do really need to up their game because at the minute they're, they're staring at going down to League 2 um, and I would say their chances of going into League 2 are are very are very great but the appointment of uh, Neil Harris will certainly help things and uh, it really does give them a chance. I think I do think it's a good appointment. Um, the fans will see it as a good appointment. I think the chairman needed a good appointment like this after Saturday losing 7-2 against Oxford United. It was a horrible place to be, Priestfield. It has been for quite a, a while really. Crowds are down. Not surprisingly, with the results on the pitch, some fans are disillusioned with the chairman. They don't feel that he's taken them in the right direction. But the chairman's made a statement here. He's, he's brought in a man with, with calibre in the lower leagues. Harris has taken teams to playoff finals. He's won promotion at League One. Um, it's a different kind of challenge here now, isn't it? Trying to save them from relegation. But he's certainly got the tools to do it. Um, he hasn't got a lot of time, though. Um, but we'll all be hoping that he, he does get the reaction that, that they need and they need a reaction now they need to be crew um nothing else will do, I think.
2: Thanks ever so much, Luke. We will be able to follow the match action when the game kicks off tomorrow evening at 7.45. And in cricket, England have suffered a 3-2 series defeat against the West Indies. They lost by 17 runs in their deciding T20 international in Barbados overnight. Kent's Sam Billings scored an impressive 41 for England. They returned to the Caribbean in March for a three-test series. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the ad free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food, and bottomless brunches.